First in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. What is a rabble-rouser? I, You know, sometimes I wonder what a rabble-rouser is. Is a rabble-rouser somebody who disagrees and asks questions and says, you know what, I... I don't mind if you think a certain thing or believe a certain thing, faith, religion, whatever. I'm just going to go my own way. Is that what rabble rousing really is today? That there's only one way to think, one way to feel, one way to believe? That's never been America. Good afternoon. Good morning. Whenever you're listening to Spouting Off, I'm Karen Cataline, and we have a spectacular show for you, including the well-known, and I think he has a lot to say, Peter Navarro will be joining us in this hour. You're not going to want to miss that. So I picked up a tweet. (laughs) I looked at a tweet and I said, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to copy that off. Quote this tweet. I don't even know who tweeted it. The conspiracy theorists who warned you of including and not limited to vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, perpetual lockdowns, rampant inflation are now warning you about, ready, digital IDs, social credit scores, central bank digital currencies, climate lockdowns, energy rationing, and it says pay attention, right? So, I think there have been people who said, you know, yesterday, it's not even yesterday, it's like five minutes ago, uh, something deemed a conspiracy theory is now the truth. But yet, there are people that just say, well, that was then, I'm not going to believe all the new things that they're predicting. Now, what happened to those vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, perpetual lockdowns, rampant inflation? We know where that, what happened there because we're living it. We're breathing it. We're watching it. If you happen to be listening to the news, which included, and and, and there's a lot of different news around the country. So uh, we're doing our show at our um, uh, broadcasting our flagship Tuesdays and Thursdays at in New Hampshire, um, uh, the live free or die state of New Hampshire out of Nashua, New Hampshire. But uh, in that news, we heard an FDA warning that people are cooking chicken in NyQuil. Okay. Uh, Is that a little like eating Tide Pods? I don't know. But uh, in that newscast in which uh, they they detailed a warning for not cooking sleepy chicken, cooking your chicken in NyQuil. I don't know about you, but the taste of NyQuil is really disgusting. I squinch my eyes if I have to take it, if I have a cold and they're going to cook their chicken in it. Hey, you know what they say, different strokes for different folks. Actually, it's very dangerous, not advocating that in any way. I find it 
astonishing that people will do anything. Some people will follow a trend no matter where it leads. Remember when your mother used to tell you, I don't know about yours, but uh, many, many mothers along with saying, all right, if you don't behave, I'm going to turn this car around right now. Uh, the other thing they said is if Johnny jumped off a bridge, would you do it too? Attempting to admonish a kid for becoming too sensitive, too, uh, uh, too willing to do what the crowd does or uh, admonishing him against social pressure. Today, we have individuals and others who are walking right into the trap of Marxism, socialism, and communism with social pressure. Oh, you know, uh, uh, put a rag on your face. Yep, you got to do that because there's too much social pressure not to, even though you know it's preposterous and stupid. And if you see everybody on television doing, which is also preposterous and stupid, you're going to do it anyway because you don't want anybody to think that you are being <clears throat> a rabble rouser or thinking for yourself. So social pressure works really well to build collectivism among people because after all, and this is circular logic, that's exactly what socialism and Marxism and tyranny is. It is collectivist um, uh, walking off a bridge, jumping off a bridge, you know? You better jump off this bridge or uh, I'm going to target you and call you a, a name, you know, and, you know, point of personal information. I guess I think that people who are conservatives who at least um, elevate, they elevate the whole notion of individuality, individual freedom, and don't forget you can't have liberty without personal responsibility, being held accountable, hopefully, to a much higher standard than men or women, for that matter. Uh, people of faith are usually very, very uh, law-abiding, but they also don't think of people in the government as their God. They think of them as men. Uh, but that is another issue. So I think people who have always loved liberty with all their heart, loved the whole notion of liberty, and sadly, not everybody who lives in America either understands or appreciates the preciousness of liberty. I have this theory that people for whom personal liberty is so important are people who either fought for it hard in their own personal life, or they struggled to find their own voice in life. I mean, that's among many, many answers. If I had the time, I would do one of those psychological studies and I, I do a survey and of conservatives and find out why is liberty so precious to you. I used to give speeches on, you know, is is liberty still matter? Does liberty still matter? And one of the things that I'd say, and I'm going to say right now, is that liberty is never so precious as when you've already lost it. Too many people take it for granted until it's gone, and by then, it is too late.
So we were warned about these vaccine mandates and passports. And where have they gone? Well, they've kind of gone underground. Uh, We have seen how uh, the presidential potted plant did another gaffe, I guess. He told the truth. He said the pandemic is over to the dismay and horror of the radical left that never wants the pandemic to be over. Why? Cui bono, ladies and gentlemen, cui bono, meaning who benefits from the perpetual pandemic? That's a lot of peas. Perpetual pandemic. That is what they have been benefiting from. Think of all the mantras and the mottos and the fear-mongering. And yes, we must talk about it because it never goes away. Even when the president, the presidential potted plant says, declares the pandemic over, there are still teachers in New York City being fired because they refuse the jab. Even when we see a growing amount of information which is being suppressed about the danger and the lack of efficacy of an experimental shot. People know it now. This is why uh, certain powers that be would like to censor the media, censor people from freely communicating with one another and considering other ideas. Once upon a time, that was considered an obvious, obvious as all get out uh, symbol of communism and tyranny is when a government says there's only one state accepted point of view and it's ours. And if you don't take that point of view, we're going to come after you and label you and demean you and degrade you and bully you. You know, they they didn't make this stuff up. This is stuff that's been happening uh, down through history with Marxism and socialist regimes. If they had made an announcement, we are all communists now, God forbid, it wouldn't have been any more obvious. So, uh, This pandemic has been the greatest vehicle, and yet there's a president who's supposed to have authority, but we all know he doesn't, when he said the the terrible gaffe of being honest that the pandemic is over. If the pandemic is over, why are they still firing people for exercising their body, their choice? Uh, exercising their free will to say yay or nay to a an experimental shot. We must talk about this because it is still happening. People are still being having to go to attorneys to exercise their religious freedom. Or you don't need religious exemptions, which were not honored if you look in the news. You don't need a religious exemption to be able to determine what you will and won't put into your body. I've talked a lot about the Nuremberg Code, and we're going to be talking about it with Scott Shara later in our program, that very thing. After the atrocious atrocity of the Holocaust, when people were experimented upon, and when 
the medical establishment was used to harm people instead of help people and to engage in eugenics, eugenics and decide who deserved to live and who was essential, wherever you heard that before, and who wasn't. Long before that, the medical profession had been co-opted and corrupted. I don't know about you, but we are seeing evidence of that very thing. Uh, and it, it's, uh, it's disturbing. I mean, some people are going to insist all is well while they cook their chicken in NyQuil, but other people are saying, wait a second, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I believe in due process. I believe that there is a constitution that is supposed to protect me from illegal search and seizure, from being accused of crimes I didn't com commit without due process, and that you're supposed to have grounds for arresting or raiding or, or uh, imposing the the awesome power of the government on the citizenry without cause, without a legitimate reason. And all those things are just flying by the wayside, along with the cheapening of life, the debasing and devaluing and demeaning everyday citizens, what they think, how they live, their faith, their family, their liberty, all of these things appear to be under attack. And those who do not know or understand what America stands for and why it has been a beacon of liberty uh, ever since its founding for people all around the world to come here and experience liberty, that doesn't mean you get to come here and do whatever you want, doesn't mean you get to come here without following the law, that's out the window too. It means you believe, hopefully, in the consent of the governed, that we are being governed because we gave our consent. Did we vote for globalism and Marxism, ladies and gentlemen? Guess what? They never imposed that without uh, force, eventually. We got to leave it there. So much more to say. Wait till you hear Peter Navarro. We've got him right after this break. Karen Cataline, you're listening to Spouting Off. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. 
And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. I've been waiting for this one for a couple of weeks. I was jazzed when our esteemed uh, uh, producer got this next guest. His name is Peter Navarro. He is the author, but you know that name. Yes, you do. He's the author of Taking Back Trump's America, Why We Lost the White House, and How We'll Win It Back. Uh, Peter Navarro is one of only three senior White House officials who remained with President Trump from the 2016 presidential campaign to the end of his first term. Uh, Navarro was director of the Office of Trade and Manufacturing Policy. He served as policy coordinator for the Defense Production Act during the pandemic and was a principal architect of Trump's tariff trade and tough on China policies. Peter Navarro, welcome to Spouting Off. Couldn't be more happy uh, to be with you. The, The new book, Taking Back Trump's America, for me is not a book. It's a mission. We need to take back Trump's America. What that means for me, Karen, is putting Trump certainly back in the White House in the 2024 election. But before we can do that, as I describe in Taking Back Trump's America, we got to first grab back the Congress. And, and first and foremost, the House of Representatives, we got to take that speaker's gavel from the cold hands of Nancy Pelosi and stop her from destroying our economy, our border security, and wreaking havoc. And there's a couple of races I actually wanted to talk with you about, uh, get your, your views on it. Um, in order to win back the House of Representatives, we obviously got to win House seats. And there's two races that have caught my eye. This this young young lady who was in the White House, Caroline Levitt, in District 1, running against Chris Pappas, wanted to see what she thought about that race. And then Bob Burns against Ann Custer in New Hampshire, too. Um, those are two seats we, we could really use to get Trump back and get Trump America back. What, what say you, ma'am? Well, Peter, I apologize in advance. Due to the miracle of... <clears throat> um, technology, I actually do the show spouting off from an entirely different state. So you're more up on the local politics of New Hampshire than even I. This is, (laughs) yes, yes. Um, Well, let me say this then, to take you off mm -hmm. that hook, because what I'm seeing is these are what's called toss-up races. So I'm going around the country um, as I talk to folks like you. Uh, getting boots on the ground job. And the thing is, what the whole theme of taking back Trump's America is action, action, action. You know, people are really upset right now about the inflation, the stagflation, the, the invasion on our southern border, the collapse of our national security as Putin does his thing, Xi Jinping does his thing. And really, we, I think we understand that uh, most of these problems emanate from uh, the Pelosi House, the Schumer Senate, and the Biden regime, and the White House. Not and to so, mention the FBI, the CIA, and the Justice Department. Mm, <laughs> those would be the people who uh, put me in leg irons, not the CIA, but the, I, I think you know my story about uh, getting put in leg irons, but uh, we can talk about that at some point. But uh, the, the point is that 
as you folks listen to this show and get really good information from spouting off, it's important to be able to then act on that. And so uh, get involved in a race. I can. Uh, there's other races around the country. Zach Nunn in Iowa 3 um, yeah. is somebody we can take out Cindy Axney. And the reason why I raise these things is that we're in a digital world. And what, yes. whatever state you live in listening to this, it's like you can get online and help these candidates out. That's my pitch. And by the way, if you buy Taking Back Trump's America, it also helped me with my legal defense fund. Just saying. <laughs> well, let's let's first stay with that if we can. We're going to try to cover even more territory because it is a great pleasure to have you. Um, and that is, regardless of where you live in the country, I am noticing that there are certainly a lot of people that have what I call the curse of awareness, meaning they've been watching for a long time what's happening to their country, but it is easy to feel frozen and practically catatonic. What can I do? What can one person yes. do? Since my show uh, goes all over the country and many people can pick it up from lots of places, um, why don't you talk to our listeners from that perspective, no matter where you are, so that they can get okay. unstuck from that frozen place? So, so the, the canon of Steve Bannon that I, that I put in the Taking Back Trump's America book is this action, action, action. You get great information like, like, from people like Karen. And the, the whole point is you don't just get mad. you got to get even at the ballot box. So if you really want to preserve this country for, for Trump republicanism, for make America great again, there's a lot of ways you can do it. There's three governor's races, I think, um, that, that really embody MAGA. And that's Carrie Lake in Arizona, yes. Tudor Dixon in Michigan, and you got Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania. You could get involved in any one or all three of those, and that would strike a real blow for MAGA. The secretaries of state offices, these are effectively the election officials. And George Soros, the uh, progressive woke uh, money bags of the left, um, was able to put in, in, uh, in place bad secretaries of state who helped the Democrats steal that election from Trump. We've got in Arizona a guy named Mark Fincham running for Secretary of State there. He deserves your support. And there's a, there's a really dynamic woman in the state of Michigan named Christina Kerala, and she's running for Secretary of State. So there's those races. At the Senate level, uh, you've got to help out Herschel Walker in Georgia and Blake Masters um, in Arizona, Mitch McConnell. Uh, the, the rhino Republican, the anti-Trump Republican control of the Senate for the Republicans has turned his back on Herschel, has turned his back on Blake Masters, turned his back on J.D. Vance. You could help out. And then there's just a whole bunch of congressional races that are on my watch list. Um, the, the boss uh, is going to be in North Carolina this week. There's a guy named Bo Hines in North Carolina, great candidate uh, there. Uh, you've got, um, as I mentioned, Caroline Levitt, District 1 in New Hampshire, Bob Burns, New Hampshire, District 2. Um, there's a really interesting race in Kansas between mm -hmm. um, Amanda Atkins uh, running against Sharice uh, Davis. You want to support Amanda as a Republican. And these are things you can go, again, you can go to the Internet, 
look up uh, their congressional campaigns and send them a few bucks or uh, volunteer. Today in the computer land, you can volunteer in any kind of race. And the whole yeah, Taking that's Back true. Trust America book is, is dedicated towards helping you as the blueprint and battle cry for the MAGA movement to do what we need to do uh, to get back our country. And we're, we're, we've yes. lost it under the Biden regime. The, the law it's, and order uh, is gone. We've got a dual system of justice, a, a border yeah. uh, that's, that's under invasion. And uh, look, everybody, everybody right now, the number one thing on their mind um, is this economy. We've got something we haven't seen this since the 70s. You know, I was old enough to remember the 70s and the stagflation there when you got mm-hmm. a combination of recession and inflation. It's the hardest thing to cure. Uh, but, boy, I tell you, Biden and Pelosi and Schumer and Jay Powell at the Federal Reserve are working overtime uh, to make it worse. Take That's back right. Trump's America. That's what we need to do. We're talking to Peter Navarro here on Spouting Off. What a pleasure to talk to you. You know, there's this old adage we've heard for a long time, people who have politics watchers, all politics is local. That needs to be updated for today for the same reason you thought I was in New Hampshire, because today we can do politics local but from an entirely different yes, place. Indeed, so, yes, um, yes, I'd like yes, to yes. to put a fine point on that that you can you can participate in local races like the ones that Peter Navarro just mentioned and uh and help people who will tip the balance. I I would be remiss, Peter Navarro, if I didn't ask you about the criminalizing of dissent in this country. Nobody has watched it firsthand to see the the terrifying speech of wh- whom I call the presidential potted plant of September 1st. Um, and I mean plant. Um, uh, yeah. September 1st, we were put on notice that our government is is labeling anybody who questions, disagrees, or thinks for themselves a a domestic terrorist or a semi-fascist, and you were the canary in the mine shaft, coal mine, if you will, as have been people on January 6th and so forth. Please talk to us about that, because sure. I know there are a lot of people who are terrified that their government is no longer protecting them, but coming after them. That's a horrifying thought. Well, it is. And, and I was uh, far more than a spectator. I was, um, I hate to use the word victim because they never feel like a victim, but I was the target of the FBI and Nancy Pelosi in the house. And the backstory there is that Nancy Pelosi a Democrat, obviously, formed this uh, January 6th committee, um, and she did it in, in what she admitted herself was an unprecedented way. She basically stacked the committee with partisans. I said from the outset, long before they ever sent me a subpoena, that the sole purpose of that committee was to build a, a phony criminal hoax case against Donald Trump to stop him from running for president. And my mm-hmm. forecast of that is has come out, 100% correct. Um, when I got a, a subpoena from that committee, uh, I, I told them three things. I told them that President Trump had invoked executive privilege, uh, that it was my uh, 
it wasn't was not my privilege to waive. Therefore, my hands were tied with that subpoena, and that the best way for me to comply with that subpoena would be for them to go to President Trump directly and ask him to waive the privilege. At which point, I would have been happy to cooperate with them. Now, the underlying issue here <clears throat> is the constitutional issue related to separation of powers uh, and this whole notion of executive privilege. It sounds like a, I don't know, it sounds like a highfalutin word, but all it means is that a, any president, and this goes back to George Washington, needs to be able to have the confidential environment to hear from his, his or her advisors. And when you do that, you get the best decision-making. So we protected executive privilege throughout our history. I'm the, literally the first, first advisor, Karen, who's ever been charged with this alleged crime. And I'm standing up for the Constitution, doing my duty to the country, respecting my oath of office, doing my duty to the commander-in-chief. And I'm caught between this rock and a hard place between the executive branch, which I was in, and the legislative branch, which is acting, um, in my judgment, in a, in a partisan um, and unconstitutional way. So that's, what, that's the battle. I, I'm doing what I believe is, is the proper thing to do. And the next thing I know, um, I'm being arrested by five armed FBI agents putting leg irons put in a jail cell, solitary confinement, not allowed to call an attorney, when uh, in a case like this, the more normal thing to do is simply to have what's called a voluntary surrender. You know, they call you up, call your attorney up and say, hey, you got a warrant here for your arrest, come on in, we'll process you, and that, done. They, they chose not to do that. I mean, you're right, you use the word canary in a coal mine. I was a canary in a coal mine for what they did with President Trump and Mar-a-Lago, same drill. The only difference is they use rifles instead of handguns. Well, and then they went after every associate after that just last week, I believe, right after that September 1st uh, speech. Yeah, it's like they keep – Mike Glendell, a great patriot, who was – I heard advertising on your network as I was listening. Uh, Mike had a hearty fast food restaurant – and uh, he gets surrounded by uh, FBI agents, and they seize his phone. Now, in this day and age, a phone is not a phone. I mean, Mike Lindell does not use that to just call people up. That's his entire communications and banking center. And they completely cut off his business. You know, there are thousands of people who depend on Mike Lindell in this made in America the manufacturing that he does. And, yeah, look um, – this is this is a ongoing thing. I I, I go back to the 2016. I hate to say I yet. only have about a minute yeah. and a half. I'm so sorry, and I wanted to know what's the status oh, no of your case right now, and then tell everybody they can find your book. I wish I had you for yeah. the whole hour. Scheduled <laughs> to go to trial in November. Um, you can go to uh. defendpeter.com, defendpeter.com for the Legal Defense Fund. And uh, my, my, my new book, Taking Back Trump's America, please buy that. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, it's in Walmarts and Targets now. And um, this book will help you, um, and it will help you figure out how to take back Trump's America, which I think we all agree on. 
I can't thank you enough. We have we we ended just a little early. We got twenty seconds or so. What do you want to leave people with? You got the last word. <laughs> Take back Trump's America. This this is a mission <laughs> for me, and it needs to be a mission for everybody. Help one of these candidates out in the November elections, and get let's get back to Congress and the governor's mansions and the school boards and everything in between. Thank you. And viva dissent and thinking for yourself. And you are a perfect model of it. Thank you, Peter Navarro, for joining us here on Spouting Off. Yes, buy his book, Taking Back Trump's America, Why We Lost the White House. Didn't even have a chance to talk to him about that. And how we'll win it back. Decide for yourself. That's what thinking for yourself is all about. When we come back, we're going to have Scott Shara joining us. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. I was asking God through prayer, seeking a good news source. I believe he showed me the epic times. I delivered the mail and came across an issue. The front page intrigued me and I subscribed. Now I cut out articles and give them to friends and family. I leave old issues at the library and around my community. We read it to our kids and love the positive messages in each article. So why do I think everyone should read the Epic Times? Because they're bringing back traditional values to this great country. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Thanks, Pat. Call now, toll free, 866-8832741. That's 866-8832741. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Call now, toll free, 866-8832741. That's 866-8832741. Hi, it's Karen Cataline. It's been almost a decade since I wrote Fat Lash Food Police in the Fear of Thin. It's about my early experiences in child beauty pageants and being put on extreme diets. Remember when that was shocking? Sadly, that seems like child's play compared to what we are watching today when politicians and woke corporations are actually advocating for the sexualization of children. Everyone's children. We're watching a frontal attack on childhood innocence. This is one story, my story. Fat Lash illustrates and explains why good boundaries are essential for kids to grow up healthy. They need their parents to set them, not the government. Get Fat Lash today. It's available in paperback or ebook at Amazon or at my website, KarenCataline.com. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back, everyone, to 
spouting off. We are still working on getting Scott Shara to join us. He put out, and I got to tell you this, whether we get him on the line or not, sometimes we get these guests kind of late uh, during airtime, but it is so important. You may remember, oh gosh, about a, a month or two ago, I don't know when it was, that I put on my website a video by Vera Sharov, a Holocaust survivor, and I took a strange amount of heat from a fellow Jewish person for daring to put on my website a video of Vera Sharov. You can go to my website, KarenCataline.com, scroll down just a little on the front page, and you will find that video. I stand by posting it on my website, and I am horrified that anybody, Jew, Gentile, Muslim, I don't care, would be would be offended that a person who actually survived the Holocaust traveled to Nuremberg to extol the virtues and celebrate the 75th anniversary of the Nuremberg Code and daring to compare some of the tactics used on citizens all over the world in the name of COVID. It's not COVID. It is the tactics that were used in the name of COVID to scare people, to bully people, to subjugate people, and to uh, 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 terrify people. Uh, and, and so, sorry, I think we have our guests, so I'm going to leave it there. I just got a little note that said, we do indeed have our guest, Scott Shara. He's become someone that has, I have nothing but respect for him. He lost his disabled daughter to exactly the kind of fears and the problems that we are talking about today. And I took heat because I posted a video uh, of of Vera Sharov, who now Scott Shara is working with to put out another video, and we're going to hear all about it. Scott, welcome back to Spouting Off. We're so glad you were able to join us. Well, it's quite a pleasure to be back with you. I have always enjoyed your show, so thank you very much. Well, it is my pleasure and my honor and you have taken a horrifying tra- tragedy, which people can learn more about what happened to your 20-year-old disabled daughter at the hands of this new kind of eugenics, and that's what I'm going to call it, and you've taken it and you've run with it in order to inform people. Everyone has a right to decide for themselves wh- what you're saying, and that's what free speech and free expression is all about. Tell us about this video and how you have connected with Vera Sharov, who uh, was on my radar a couple of months ago. Go ahead. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's quite a quite a story. So yes. um, as I realized that Grace's death was murder, that led to genocide, which then the natural progression would lead to studying the Holocaust. So in June, I spent about 100 hours studying the Holocaust. And one of the videos that I had watched was Alex Newman interviewing Vera. And ultimately, I thought to myself, well, my gosh, why would I be sharing the Holocaust if she is doing it? Because she's she's knows everything. And so I contacted her on July 8th. 
And to my surprise, she answered the phone and uh, we became fast friends. Her and I have done about a dozen interviews together. Now we have another major one coming up uh, later on today. And we put that video together that you're referencing uh, and just released it earlier this week. Let me just stop there and tell everybody where they can find that video and watch it because uh, just talking about it wouldn't do it justice. Thank you. Yes, it's on Grace's website, so ouramazinggrace.net. And right on the home page, you'll see that we have the, uh, it's called the explainer video right on the home page. And so as soon as you go right to the home page, it's, it's right there and you can click on it. It'll start playing right away. It's just, it's just two minutes long. And as I have laid it out to the people in my contact list, I, I discussed it in the framework that it's two minutes that will save your life. Scott, um, where I want, uh, what I want to just mention to you is right before you came on, just a tiny bit late, I was telling our audience about the horror. <laughs> There's so many dis- disturbing horrors going on today uh, that. I posted Vera Sharov's speech uh, at the 75th anniversary of the Nuremberg Code, which is basically a patient's bill of rights proclaiming that every individual has a right to life and to accept or reject any medical treatment. And your daughter and what happened to your family, and I strongly urge, because we're not going to be able to go into it you know, in as much detail as it deserves, to go to your website, Our Amazing Grace. Dot org is that correct? It's uh, dot net. Dot net. Forgive me. Yeah, uh, I want no everybody to go there. Ouramazinggrace.net. So when I posted this website, this video of Vera Sharov, I was ready to have a fellow Jewish person on my show who was offended and horrified. That doesn't mean every Jew is uh, uh, that anybody would would equate or conflate COVID with the Holocaust. So the irony of that, and I just want you to speak to this, because it's drilling down a little deeper. It isn't just Jews who do this, but in order to have supposed reverence and remembering the Holocaust, they think you're not allowed to speak about it and use it as a warning of things that are happening today. Nobody is saying that it's identical. What people are saying is this is a woman who lived it, who's a survivor of the Holocaust, and yet a fellow Jew thinks that it's horrendous and disrespectful of the Holocaust to allow her to speak and to point out the things that she sees that are indicative of tyranny and indicative of the cheapening of life. Your thoughts about that? Well, I think that potential guest is completely wrong. Uh, We have a responsibility. And Vera has such a gift of explaining it. And there are so many comparisons. And she sees it. What I I was exposed to, she's been exposed to for quite a long time. And it became alive in her when COVID started. So she saw the exact parallels. And that's what I saw when I did the research. And it is literally at this point, it's the start of a worldwide Holocaust. That's why we have an obligation. And we're, we're sitting in a time like no other. Uh, the, the problem this time is, as she has wisely pointed out, is there's not going to be countries that come to the defense of the Jews because this time it's worldwide and they're doing it digitally. 
So there's nobody to come to the rescue. The entire elite class in the entire world is in on this. And so she has every right, but more importantly, she has a responsibility, as I do, to share this from the rooftops. I mean, we're going on every program that will allow us. You know what, Scott? In a time when dissent is being uh, punished, literally punished, being told there's only one way to think about anything, whether it's hydroxychloroquine or uh, what you think of the current president, there seems to be only one acceptable way to think, so much so that when you use the term, quote, worldwide holocaust, people will demonize you and say that the fact that you use this as a comparison means you're the bad guy. Uh, Can you comment about that? Because I'm beginning to see this constant division. Um, You know, people have a right to disagree with you if they want, Uh, but they, uh, if they take steps to shut you up and punish you for thinking something different, I mean, this is, this is antithetical to America. So uh, we're in a time of an awful lot of deception. We used to think it was okay to have many, many opinions Uh, and not so much anymore. So I just want you to speak to that because you're getting probably a lot of heat for, for what you're doing right now. Aren't you? Well, strangely, the people who are, are calling us out the loudest are, are guilty of the same thing that Hitler was able to use to take out the Jews which is he set up a totalitarianism, totalitarianism system. The totalitarian system is being set up right under our noses, but people are blind to it. And what we're showing is specific pieces of it to, so that people can connect the dots. Because when you talk about totalitarianism, it's too big of a concept. But when you start yeah. breaking it down to the pieces that Vera and I have been sharing, you can start seeing the, the analogies there's so many of them the financial analogies the um i mean the biggest one for me that i've spent a lot of time on is the jewish leaders of the time led the jews to the gas chambers because they said just obey well that's insane and the christian pastors are doing the same thing today they're leading the the people right to to the Uh, not the gas chambers this time but you know, the vaccine chambers or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's the same thing. It's happening literally exactly the same. Scott, talk about some of these things that are persuasive as you see it, um, that you think are similarities. Let's give you some time. We've got about five minutes or so to, to talk about these things that you believe are persuasive as warning signs. Sure. I'll give you a very pointed example. So, the reparations from World War One are the are what actually got Hitler to get the people to listen to him because they were hurting the country so bad. So now apply that to today. And then similar to Nazi Germany, that they took out the disabled and the elderly first. I'll just take those two. So the financial uh, reparations today are in the in the form of our federal budget. Our federal budget is five point six trillion annually. 2.2 trillion, 39% go to take care of the elderly and the disabled. Of course, those people hardly receive any of the money because it's funds of bureaucracy. 
in the first 22 months of COVID, the government paid $4 trillion to hospitals in the form of bonuses to use practices to kill those two population groups. Those two population groups are the number one and number two causes of death if you go into a hospital with COVID. That's crazy. Those are not comorbidities. That's those a pretty serious charge. Um, and and I'd like you now, you know, just to, to point out, I've got to say this, that your story, for people who are, are, are curious and want to know, the, the aspects of the story of your daughter showed a, a reckless disregard for human life that we are watching all over the country when people compare notes and they're saying, wait a minute, I go to a hospital to be protected, to be cared for, and to have my life respected. And people are telling stories that are suspiciously different than that, aren't they? Oh, my gosh. It's it's. Uh... That's extending an awful lot of grace, just the way you said it. But, you know, I've come to the conclusion that uh, it's intentional from a macro basis. Some of the people inside the hospital, of course, don't know. They're just following orders. But following orders, that was the purpose of the Nuremberg. Where did we hear that? Where have we heard that before? I was just following orders. Yes, the Nuremberg trials were exactly they, the same medical professionals then as today. They used that as their excuse for doing what they're doing. Well, it wasn't yeah. accepted as an excuse then, and it's not accepted as an excuse now. Do you think that I can accept that as an excuse for the doctor and nurse who killed my daughter? No way. I mean, of course, I've forgiven them because God made sure of that. But that doesn't mean they don't have accountability to what they did. I am chilled just for people's knowledge when you told me the first time I had you on when you said that they kept insisting, and there are other stories that have come out since your daughter's story, they kept insisting that your daughter was DNR, do not resuscitate. There was a chilling story that just came out of a woman whose husband rescued her from a hospital in which the same thing happened. They kept insisting that she was DNR because she refused remdesivir. She wouldn't take it and she had not accepted the vax. So she was targeted for uh, quote unquote treatments that didn't comport with um, what she uh, had given her consent to do. I saw that article too in the Epic Times. It was it was right on, and the same thing happened yeah. to Grace, but yeah. a little bit different. We would not allow the hospital to put a ventilator on Grace, which she never needed, and that prevented them from a three hundred thousand dollar payday. After we said no for the fifth time, is when the doctor put the DNR order on Grace. And I also remember Scott that that doctor who insisted she was DNR also made note of the number of times in his reports that you got hold of that made note of the fact that you were Christians, Christian family. Now, why was that so important? Would you expect to see that in a medical notation like numerous, numerous times? Well, you wouldn't expect that at all. And and it gets worse than that. I mean, they also said we were following the frontline doctors misinformation campaign that we were not vaccinated and by far and away the worst is 36 different times they referenced that grace had down syndrome well that's like referencing that i have gray hair 
it doesn't change the treatment protocol. Not if you respect life. What we're talking about right now is exactly why there is this comparison now between tyranny, medical tyranny, and what happened at the beginning of the Holocaust. Uh, tell everybody, because we only have about a minute and a half, it's always riveting when you come on the program, um, how they can watch this video and support you in your work of getting the word out. It is, it is everyone's choice what they believe, what they think, but people have a right to hear alternative opinions and ideas. It's called America. Go ahead. I think that's right on, Karen. Thank you for that. So Grace's website is ouramazinggrace.net. If you want to hear the controversial video or watch the controversial video that Karen's talking about, it's right on the front page. I have it on my laptop right now. It says whiteboard explainer video, turn to God and do not comply. So you just click on that link and it's two minutes long and uh, it'll change your life. The, Scott if you Shara. want to support us. Oh, yeah. thank you, Karen. Go ahead. Go ahead. Real quick. If you want to support us, you can via the website. We have uh, a place where uh, we have a give, send, go. And, of course, Grace's story is on the website. And then we have a special tab called the Holocaust I got to leave it there. I'm so sorry. Scott Shara, S-C-H-A-R-A. We'll have you back again. Thank you so much for sharing Grace's story. Ouramazinggrace.net. That wraps it for this edition of Spouting Off. Thanks to everyone who makes it possible. And keep on a spouting off because that's what America's all about. 